Blog Talk Radio. Well, the Colts said, hold my beer. You know what I'm saying? 
Titans, them dumb, stupid, punk-ass motherfuckers. You didn't see the damn, uh, who was it the week before, that danced all over the, was it the Raiders? I don't remember. That danced all over the uh, Oh, it was the Raiders. Team. It was the Raiders. That's that, what I'm yeah, yeah, met, met at the team, yeah. Yeah, and then they got go like, how stupid are you? And so now you're going to do it to the Steelers, right? Now you're going to do it. Now you're just going to show what you're all about, and you get crushed. Man, bottom line is we don't know what's going to happen. That's the beauty of the NFL. We just don't know. So anybody out there acting like they know and all that crap, no, they don't. I don't know. I'm the omniscient one. So if I don't know, we know they don't know. (laughs) And if if y'all didn't catch my red alert, although he didn't tell us what number he was wearing yet, I was Dr. Train out there last night. Hold it down. Came out of retirement. What? Defensive back specialist. You know, he likes the Raw Reavers. He only, you know, he he contracts out game at a time. That's about all he can do. I give you one game. Maybe. 30 (laughs) snaps. When I heard the Bears entire secondary was out. I was like, the fuck are we, what the fuck is going on in this world? The whole secondary, I mean, I mean, last year, you know, we had Denver, you know, you know, calling up, you know, guys at home on their couch and saying, hey, did you ever play midget football? Because <laughs> we need to play, uh-huh. you know what I mean? But that was last year. That was a year later, and Man, but anyway, right, I've ranted enough. Let's. Um, I want to start with Doctor Train because you know this is this is going to be a little bit of a different show because we still got two games left. So I mean, we could do power rankings, but the Rams are nine and four, so technically they could make it into someone's power ranking. Um, so let's be fair, and you know, I, I don't think they will, but they could. So we're not going to do power rankings tonight. Um, you know, we'll, we'll get them later in the week. Um, I, I would even say, I mean, Juan do pick six can, but you, we can pick six email. We can email pick six. It's kind of hard when we forgot to. But I did not want to do a, a show this week. And uh, I'm not free tomorrow. And, and then there's another Then we start up the rank NFL season again on Thursday. So maybe mm-hmm. let's do at least a, a, a resemblance of a show tonight. Talk about a few things that are on our mind, pressing issues, and uh, and then we'll get on out of here. Actually, just in time to uh, up here, I've got Washington and Philly, which is perfect because Jay, correct me if I'm wrong. If Philly wins, we win. Like we clinch the division. Is that is that is that what really? we talk about? Oh wow, that's or, big. It's either division that's or big. playoff spot. I don't remember. Yeah, it's it's one or the other, and I think that and something else has to happen too. Um, I was trying to find that before we jumped on, but uh, obviously it inches us one step closer to the inevitable anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I, you know, I mean, I, I hate to jinx my team, but you know, the, the the demise of the Dallas Cowboys has been greatly exaggerated. So we'll get to that in, in a little bit. Um, not going to talk about the Steelers because Kate's not in here, so fuck them. Uh, but Trey, <laughs> I, I know, I know you want to vent for a couple minutes, okay? 
I know officiating is on your mind, and I've been there. I mean, you guys remember the Thanksgiving Day game? You know, Anthony Brown, who ain't had four pass interference calls all year, had four in one game. Okay, ain't had four since, but for some reason that night had four. Um, man, who this on NFL Network? Good Lord, girl. Okay, um, so I, I get it, but holla at us, how, you know, you, you, you know, how you feeling about the officiating? How do you feel? You know, I'm, let me just say this before you go. I know Mac Nagy's got to go for a lot of reasons, but the boys are still playing. I don't know if they're playing for him or for themselves, but your boys ain't laying down. Your boys are playing, man. I mean, I mean, we don't do moral victories, but if I'm a Bears fan with the bullshit y'all had to go through this year, yo, I'm proud of the effort you guys put out there, man, because I've seen teams in the similar situations, and they just pack it in, including my own Cowboys um, a few years ago under Wade Phillips. They just quit. They just quit. You know, several years ago, I guess about a decade ago under Wade Phillips. So I've seen teams just fold in the tent. And your team, your team's still fighting, bro. So it's something to be proud of. But talk to us. No, I agree with I agree with you that they're still fighting. Uh, my my biggest issue is um, is uh, the team is undisciplined, like seriously undisciplined. Um, we, I mean. That was nationally televised, so you guys got a chance to kind of see some of the disciplinary issues that they have as if uh, they got to get into a scuffle almost after every single tackle that they make. But I've been seeing this, like, all season. And it's been frustrating because it has actually caused us to just lose momentum in games and, and <clears throat> you know, just completely destroys a defensive effort uh, outside of some of the horrible calls that that, that the refs make. But uh, the team is the team is not disciplined, and to me, that's a complete reflection of coaching, starting from Nagy all the way down to position coaches. The guys should act like they they've been. I mean, players did. They're about they, guys are celebrating. Guys are celebrating that they they got him out on third down and it's fourth down, and you have a guy walk up to a, walk up to one of the players and push him in the face in a helmet, and then the flag immediately comes out. And it's just like you you really just did that. You won the down, so the bench is that way. But you instead you went to the player, shoved him in the face, and now we get a penalty. Man, that game was frustrating as hell to watch, man. Um, and and Justin Fields, I, I I still believe in Justin Fields. I really, really do. Um, however, uh, I, I wish he would learn not to take some of the sacks and some of the hits uh, that he's taken because uh, he doesn't have to. He really doesn't have to. He gotta. He has to learn to take to take drives a first down at a time. Um, uh, so ho- hopefully that just comes with uh, maybe better coaching, maybe uh, more experience. Uh, hopefully he gets that soon, sooner than later. Uh, I will say down. this, bro. I will say this, and I know a lot of people would not agree with me. Maybe you won't even agree with me. But, you know, the Giants fired Jason Garrett. 
And as we can see, I think it's been three, four games. Giants ain't done shit without them. So Jason Garrett was a scapegoat. The Giants are terrible. They're terrible. Yeah. It's not Jason Garrett's fault. Um, I say that to say when I look around the NFL, I'm going to stick by my gun. Now, it's unlikely to happen. It's unlikely that mm-hmm. a guy that, you know, two years ago was fired as head coach and then, you know, a year and a half into his fired as offensive coordinator to a shitty team is going to get hired as a, as a head coach for another team. It's unlikely. Um, but I am telling you this. If you guys brought him in in some capacity, quarterback coach, consult, I am telling you this, he will fix Justin Fields. He was a quarterback. He played under Troy Aikman, offensive coordinator. Um, by all accounts, before he went to the Giants, a very good offensive coordinator, which is why he became head coach of Dallas and could have became head coach of the Ravens um, before Harbaugh got in there. And, you know, look at what he did with Romo. Look what he did with Dak, his time there. Mm-hmm. And I'm just saying, okay, mm-hmm. let's say it's not Jason Garrett. Fine. It's unlikely to be Jason Garrett. But what you guys need, man, is a football guy like that who understands quarterbacks. Preferably yeah. someone who played the game. Look at Byron Leftwich in uh, Tampa, right? Yeah. You know, someone who played the game and understands what Justin Fields is going through. And I firmly believe 100% that with the right person, Justin Fields is going to be a playmaker in this league, bro. He, he's going to be a playmaker. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I and, and and I agree with that. And honestly, that's I just I just hope they get it right this time with the coaching with the coaching staff. We yeah. need guys that know how to lead men, man. I mean, I don't know. I mean, did y'all I mean, do y'all agree or disagree with the with the discipline that you saw in our team? Even though the defense played out of their mind, the 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 the, the unsportsmanlike. I'm not talking about uh, the uh, what they call it. It's unsportsmanlike, and what's the other one? Unnecessary roughness or whatever. The Fedex. The t- no, 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 not not necessarily taunting. You know, two penalties that give automatic first down, no matter what the down and distance is, is the unsportsmanlike, and then the you know uh, it could be equivalent to like roughing the passer, but like the. Uh, um, or hitting the defenseless receivers, I don't care about those. Those are football actions. And and, and if the referee is wants to constantly chunk out that yellow flag for anything that's a football action, I, I really I fine. But just the the unsportsmanlike conduct, shit that happens after the play is over. Teams that are coached well don't do that. They they not on a consistent. Now you might get a player, you know, to act out or two, but not on a not on consistent game by game. I said you guys may have not seen, but we had a couple of nasty televised games. But it's been every it, it's it's been happening a lot. And last night was just the epitome of like this is what our head coach puts on the field. We we got a head coach that sends out a different guy. For captain on the toss, I don't get that. Do, do y'all get that? Does that make sense to you guys? Um, I, no, I don't, I, that doesn't make sense to me. That you do that in high school. You don't do that in the pros. <laughs> I mean, shouldn't I mean your captains 
are supposed to be the consistent leaders. They should be walking out every single time, same people. Unless they got in yep. these days, unless they got COVID. But if they ain't got COVID, they should be on the field walking out for the well, corn got- talks. I'm seeing a motherfucker that you just brought up from practice squad out there on the corn talk. <laughs> yeah. Don't that even know. Trade, I mean, don't even know which state it is being. I mean, it don't. Bruh. Yeah, Trey, it, it, that's why I say your team is still playing hard in spite of the fact that there's not a lot of leadership. You know, Nagy, it's, it's clear Nagy's got to go. I was just impressed because normally when, it, when a team doesn't have leadership like that, you know, we're talking about, you know, bad penalties and a lack of discipline, a lack of focus, which is all coaching, but we're not talking a lack of effort. And I was impressed that them boys was out there playing hard. So, you know, they want to win. They, their heart's in the right place. But they just need they need they need leadership. And it doesn't hurt that every time, you know, these guys, they play, they lose, they go home, they turn on ESPN, they turn on NFL Network, and, you know, they all watch. They all want to see the highlights and stuff. And what's the first thing they say is, you know, Nagy watch, right? You know, will Nagy make it to the end of the year? Well, the Bears have never fired a coach during the season, but this could be a free, you know, it's, it's, you, they hear it, you know, constantly. And I would imagine you would know this better than anybody that since you're from Chicago, that, you know, in Chicago, probably, you know, Chicago media is probably killing this story about how long is Nagy going to stay there? Will the Bears fire him? Oh, you know, gosh. Will they- and so then if you're a player, I mean, think about just us as just us working in a regular job and you start getting wind that your boss is on the eggshells and, you know, the, the, the top dog calls your boss and they're having a conversation and rumors start to happen. Come on now. You already know. You're like, oh, that motherfucker's gone. <laughs> and then you right. talk about, yeah, I do this project. It ain't going to be me. Ain't nothing you can do about it. You know what I mean? Just like everyday jobs you will start acting yeah. different. So, you know, you know, these guys ain't going to listen to him. They, they'll do the bare minimum that he wants them to do just for appearances. But they all sitting there like, yeah, he gone. If he ain't going after this game, he's going to the end of the season. So I think all of the things that <laughs> still worry, I think, will get addressed. When y'all, assuming y'all get the right guy at the house. Got to get the right guy. But, you know, speaking on the effort part, it was good, not this, not after this game. It was after the last game. David Montgomery, you know, got up there at the press conference. And it's just good to hear the players say, hey, you know, we're not, not going to stop fighting. We're going to keep playing regardless of the outcome. And that dude continues to play, and there are others that have the same sentiment. Now, I saw uh, it wasn't this game. The game before, I've seen some that was like, okay, why are they out there? They really are not giving it all. Because you can tell. You can tell just based off their past past performance. But, nah, that, it, it, is, it is good to see them fight. At least it makes us as fans, you know, wants me con- to continue to watch them, you know, regardless of lose the rest of the game. See, I'm, I'm going to watch every single game. And as long as they continue to fight, there's always a – a chance of winning them, but uh, yeah, frustrating. Well, we've been there. <laughs> I Showing these sure. dumbass More highlights good. right now. Yep, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm watching a uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. NFL. Yep. 
Yeah. NFL yeah, Network, yeah. yep. Fox don't yeah. have their pregame show. Yep, so, um, all right. So, I said I wasn't going to talk about the Steelers. The only thing I'll say about the Steelers is um, good job. You know, they're still in the mix, and um, we'll see what happens if they, uh, you know, we did it, it, it. You know, and the only reason I'm bringing this up is this is exactly why we always talk, you know, coach and quarterback. And, you know, the Bears don't have a head coach, but they have a quarterback with a lot of potential. But without that coach, they um, still has got the Hall of Fame quarterback who can do just enough to keep you in games. He's, not, he's, you know, he's not who he was, and it's pretty clear this is his last season. So he's going to give it what he's got and, um, and then ride off into the sunset. But they have a, they have an all world head coach, you know that guy, you know he he's the shit. Okay, that's you know um, my all time favorite coach is Bill Parcells, but Mike Tomlin might be my second. Let me just call it like it is. That boy that boy bad, and he's carrying that team very well. Could be a postseason berth, so we'll see. Now we get to Dallas. So, you know, first of all and I'll let Jake get some of this meat, but I just want to say a couple things. First thing is, 10 and 4, second seed, I'm good, okay? I, I love all of the doubters, and they look at the offense, and look at this, and look at that, and okay. So I can't argue, the offense has not looked like it did, but, you know, 14 games played, first seven games, the offense was on fire, the last seven games, the defense was on fire. Let's see what happens in the, in the last three, okay? Let's see what happens. I, 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 I'm, I'm happy if, if there was a unit that I would want, if I had to pick which unit are you hoping that can rise up while the other unit is dominating, this is what I would want. I want the defense dominating and hoping that the offense kicks in. I would not want it the other way around. So I have a lot of confidence that the offense will, 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 will kick in. And, you know, I, I did predict that if, you know, that, that they would run the table. And, uh, you know, so far I'm, I'm – I'm halfway through. we got three more to see if my prediction comes through. But the one thing I wanted to say on the topic of coaches, and I've been reluctant to say this, and I'm, I'm really curious you guys' thoughts on this. Um, I now think that Mike, uh, Mike, Tomlin, Mike McCarthy is becoming a problem. I've been ignoring what people have said because the Cowboys are still winning. When your team is 10-4, and four, and you're one game out of the number one seed, although I think if they was a tie, Dallas, so. Um, but regardless, you're one game out of the number one seed, right? It's kind of hard to start critiquing things when you're 10-4 and four and, you know. But I got to tell you, it's happened a few times. But this last game, the end of the second quarter, Cowboys get the ball back. They're driving to try to get some points against the Giants. Jack hits. Um, Schultz, um, who, by the way, in case y'all haven't noticed, is a terrible blocker. When y'all look at some of the running game problems, look at him, okay? Zeke is not (laughs) the problem. Pollard is not the problem. Watch him block during running downs. Watch him block when he's supposed to stay in and pass protect, which is not often because I think they're realizing he's a terrible blocker. We miss Jason Witten, who's a very good blocker. We miss Blake Jarwin, who was also a very good blocker. Mm-hmm. Dalton Schultz is a terrible blocker, just terrible. And it caught, it's causing a lot of problems. But that said, he can, he can catch. He's a good possession receiver, got good hands. So they hit him. 
somewhere around the 11-yard line. He's fighting to get out of bounds, which he had done either the play before or two plays before. But this time, they, the Giants got smart and split him up. So they blew the whistle, but they kept the clock running. And you can watch the clock, 12, 11, 10, 9. And I'm waiting for the timeout because I'm thinking around 9, 10 seconds, timeout, you got at least one shot, one good shot to the end zone and then kick a field goal. Maybe two, depending on, you know, but definitely one shot into the end zone, then go ahead and take your three. Dak is sitting there looking at the sideline, making kind of making the gesture, but looking for some sort of affirmation from McCarthy or whoever, and then he doesn't get it, so then at three seconds they call a timeout and they kick a field goal. Now, against a New York Giants team that is clearly reeling, you can overcome that. Against some of the teams you play, you can overcome that, and Dallas has overcome that. But I got news for you. You can't afford to give away a potential touchdown like that if you're playing Green Bay or Tampa Bay or the Rams like or even the Cardinals. I'm not pronouncing the Cardinals dead just yet. And when Mike McCarthy was questioned – Oh, you know, some bullshit about an ozone, and I was happy with the three. Motherfucker, what? What do you mean you were happy with the three? Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you call the timeout? Dak is a veteran. This isn't Justin Fields. If it was Justin Fields, and you didn't want to take a chance on him getting sacked or something because he's young and still learning, got it. Got it. No problem. Dak's in his sixth year. He's a veteran. He knows what the fuck to do. You Would he do that with Aaron Rodgers? You throw the ball, and then you kick the field goal. But maybe he gets a touchdown. You don't even give him a chance? By the way, for the record, because of that, he's this week's that guy. Mike McCarthy. Yeah, that guy. That's <laughs> but anyway, JB, you know, Cowboy fan, I'm sure you I – don't, I don't think the game was televised um, – Oh, maybe I don't. Did you get to see this game or not? Um, actually, I did. It was televised here. It was last oh, week I missed, but this one, I, oh, yeah, okay. I saw it. So, yeah. So, you, you you have, am I wrong? That I, no, no, you're not. As a matter of fact, going back to the whole uh, Schultz, Dalton Schultz conversation, I miss Blake drawing like a mug because he helped block like you need to for a tight end, but he was also a good receiving tight end as well. He was multifaceted with what he was doing, and with him being out, has been a problem. I've, I've said that from the get-go. I know you go back to Jason Witten. I said, you ain't even got to go back that far. Blake Jarwin is one you need in there. Schultz can catch, but you need catch and block, too, at the same time. As far as McCarthy, like I've said before on the show, once is an occurrence, twice is a trend, and we're beyond the second time this has happened. We've been saying this since the first quarter of the, the football season. Situational football, times like this, you can't be hemming and hawing. I mean, we got lucky with, I think it was the Chargers game, with the field goal then to um, to win in overtime, got lucky there. There's been a, a myriad of other times where we dodged bullets because of the coaches and aptitude. At that particular moment, I agree. I was looking at the I'm, I'm wondering, are you going to call a timeout right now? Or are you going to call a timeout right now? Because there's no other option. You don't wait till three seconds to call a no timeout. You'd be aggressive. You're, you're on the road against a divisional opponent. I don't care about records. I don't care about all that stuff. And, and Zeke said it early in the year. Got to choke these teams out. This is another opportunity to begin choking them out. 
You put that foot on the throat, you keep it there. Kicking field goals doesn't do it. Kicking field goals is what keeps the opponent in the game. Getting touchdowns is what demoralizes them. And no better way to demoralize your opponent than getting a touchdown before the half is over instead of kicking a field goal. Now, if you don't have the confidence in your offense, then then you, you've got bigger problems than this. But he's got enough weapons and enough capability to go down there and have at least two shots at the end zone, see if you can get it in. And if that doesn't work, then you kick the field goal. But you don't wait until three seconds have uh, are left on the clock to do it. And it's going to come a time, and I hope it doesn't, but it's going to come a time where it's going to cost him. And I'm hoping it's not during the playoffs. But that mentality that he has, because now it's a mentality. This isn't about X's and O's. No, this is his mentality. He's got to get more aggressive. He's got to, Kellen's got to say something to him or or the the assistant coaches because this is going to or even Dak, somebody. Somebody's got to step in and say, we need to be more aggressive, especially with the way the offense has been since well, week eight over the last seven games. The offense has not been the same. I mean, part of that, I think we we can agree. Jarwin not being in there, that's part of it. Um, just not clicking on all cylinders, that's overall part of it. But just like basketball shooters, how do you get out of a slump? You keep shooting. So how do you get out of an offensive overall slump? Get more aggressive. Go for it. Do some things. Shake it up. Get after it. But don't be passive and wait for three seconds left to be on the clock and settle for a field goal. You're, you're, the, you're the Cowboys' first place in the NFC East. No more settling. Go get it. So, no, you're not wrong on anything you said. I'm, I'm, I'm probably right there lockstep even, or, or even further ahead because I'm, I'm about sick of this. Sick of this mess. You wait for three seconds and then be, be all right with it. I don't give a damn about no ozone, five zone, three zone, dumb zone. I, I never heard no stuff like that before. What you talking about? You know, everybody knows that I'm very opinionated. You know, everybody out there listening that knows me laugh. I admit it. I am. Um, I'm not always right, but I like to think I am. Um, there's times that, you know, me and Dr. Train don't agree. We go at it, but it's all love. Um, me and my brother don't agree. We go at it. It's all love. Me and K-Star don't agree. We go at it. Well, fuck him. But my point is... Um, it's all love. It's all love, y'all. He's crazy. <laughs> okay, it's all love with K-Star, too. But, but the point is, but when we agree, we fucking agree. And let me tell you something, bro. I can't... Everything you said, every last syllable is spot on. We are... You talk about lock. That we lock in lockstep and lock foot drive. I mean, I couldn't have said it any better. And I think, as I jumped in and said, I think Dak needs to say something. I think Jeff Saturday on one of the shows I was watching said Dak should have just called the timeout. He said Peyton Manning would have called the timeout. Um, Aaron Rodgers, who Jeff Saturday did play one year for before he retired, would have called the timeout. He's like, that's just got to do it. And, you know, and I'm thinking, you know what? That's right. What's he going to do, right. him? What's he going to do? You know, like, that's your, that's your 75 million. That, that guy's making $75 million this year. If he can't sit there and call a timeout because he thinks that we got one shot at the end zone, maybe two before we kick a field goal, then that ain't the leader I think he is, and I believe he is that leader. He's got to be given that confidence, that faith, to go ahead and make those decisions. And the fact that he was hesitant like that, Jack, 
You can't be hesitant like that. The team is going to follow your lead, and you got to be decisive. You got to already in your brain know. Just like when you call two, two plays and they get up there and they go, kill, 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 which means we're running the second play because I see something I don't like, okay? So you got to have that same confidence to be like, okay, you know, there's, I don't know what it was, 16 seconds on the clock. So I know if we don't get, you know, the ball out of bounds by, say, eight seconds, nine seconds, ten seconds, I'm calling the timeout. I want to give us one more shot at the end zone. Like, he's already, and he's smart enough, and he's played long enough, and he's talented enough where that should be a no-brainer. And if he doesn't have that authority, then shame on him for not just taking it and shame on Mike McCarthy for not giving it to him. Like, I would hope somewhere in there, okay, it's Tuesday now, so somewhere in one of the post-game meetings or yesterday meetings or today meetings or whatever, that this came up and someone said, yeah, we noticed Dak was hesitant. Dak, you know what, maybe I should have. Maybe I shouldn't have, but if you feel that confident, you go ahead and pull that trigger. I trust you. That's what needs to happen. Dak needs to be empowered to make those decisions on the fly and not sit there and be looking at, you know, waiting to see what McCarthy wants to do. Man, fuck, this is your team, okay? McCarthy could be fired at the end of the season, unlikely, but anything could happen. You just got a big-ass contract. You ain't going nowhere for a while. This your team, bro. This your team. Take this Lead this team. You have everything it takes. And whatever little slump you're in or whatever little, I don't, whatever it is, I have confidence, you know, defenses, hey, man, let's give the defenses out there some credit, right? I mean, before the Giants, we had, we had, um, we had the Saints. Well, what did the Saints just do to the Cardinals, right? We played against um, Tampa Bay. The, to the Bucks. I mean, um, the Bucks. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was another – there's another um, – the Chiefs, you know, they held us to nine points. How are they defense looking? Like, we played some decent te- – some teams that have some decent defenses that had a little something to do with, you know, some of our struggles. Now, that said, you know, I see CD dropping some passes, which is not like him, you know. So, I, I think we've got to address that. And I also think – you know, the offensive line got, you know, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> you know, it, 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 it's just, it's got to be better. It's got to be better. And uh, the word I'm having is, you know, Tyron Smith is questionable for Sunday night against Washington. They might sit him one more. He, he's close, but they might actually play it safe and sit him. They need him. He's just so freaking injury prone, but they need him. Like, he just locks down that left side. They need him. But, yo. It's like everything that you work for is right in front of you. Don't lose. If you go in, Jason will remember this game, and Train, you might remember it too. 1994, Dallas against San Francisco. Hmm. Dallas goes in, drops, drops 21 nothing first quarter against the 49ers. Battle back to make it 31-28. But then the 49ers got a late touchdown, put it away, 38-28 final score. It's just you walk away saying, you could do. hey, you lost. But that day, that was the better team. You know, that's it. When that happens, it's all good. You're like, okay, and guess what? They came back, 
the next year won another Super Bowl. <laughs> okay? So, you know, they knew what they had. They came back the following year, 95, and they won another Super Bowl. So, so my point is, like, if you lose because it's simply a better team and you gave it everything you got and you left it on on the field and you just couldn't get over the hump, hey, you know what, you shake hands, you know, you, 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 you give him that, like Tyron Woodley gave Jake Paul, gave him that, you know. Damn, that was a bad knockout. That was ugly. Woo! Y'all just see that, right? Yeah, he went night-night. Yeah, he went night-night. Yeah. Um, Kevin Hart said, you want to go night-night? Yeah, he went night-night. Um, yeah. But, yeah, my point is, if, if you lose because it's simply a better team and you left it all out there, it's no problem. But don't be self-inflicted bullshits. You know, the drop passes and, you know, Train was talking about stupid penalties and not clock management. Come on now. You're three games away from the playoffs. So it's time. It's time to tighten all that shit up. Actually, this could go to any team right now, to be honest with you, but I'm just talking to my Cowboys. Time now to tighten it up. All them, all that stuff from before, time to let that go. The dumb false starts, it's first and 10. You're in the red zone and then your false start, it's first and 15. You know, okay. You know, like all that shit now. That shit should be out of your system now. It's time to start becoming that well-oiled machine, that precision precision machine. You, you haven't been ravaged by COVID like some of these teams. You're relatively healthy. It's time. It, it, it's time. All right, I'm, I'm done. Trey, anything you want to add? I, I know me and Jay probably taking it all, but shit, we on the show. You got anything you want to add? Man, just keep winning, dog. <laughs> Just keep winning, man. <laughs> no matter what, just keep winning. Hey, you got three more weeks to fix to fix it all. So just keep winning. Don't do it. Don't do what we're doing. <laughs> just saying. Well, I, I would say this in regards to watching last night's game. As a football fan, I was frustrated watching it. Uh, I, I can only imagine being a Bears fan how frustrating it was because if you were to look at it from 50,000 feet instead of five inches like you do. If you look at it 50,000 feet, you look at a Minnesota team that should have absolutely wiped them clean. If you look at it from the other side of the fence, you're looking at it from the Bears' side, it's a game that they definitely could have won. At the very least, made it look a whole lot more competitive than what it actually was. So from your perspective, man, I feel for you because that, that was tough to watch. Not just the, the lack of discipline, but just the play calling, the execution, they played hard, but that's all that you had was just a team playing hard. And, you know, there's so many more facets to winning a football game. And just mm-hmm. to have them play hard, it, it frustrates you because you know you know they're, they're, they're being capped. It's like having a governor on a car. You can only go but so fast. And you know this is a team that's more capable of the speed that they're going right now. So I feel your frustration because, honestly, watching the Cowboys-Giants game, I felt the Cowboys, it should have been 121 to 6 instead of 21 to 6. So the, the same frustration mm-hmm. I had looking defensively is the same frustration I had looking at the Cowboys. I'm glad they won. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm excited and thrilled. But the frustration that you know your team is better, no matter what the outcome of the game happens to be, is probably the one most frustrating part as a fan of a specific team. You know, watching that game last night was, I promise you, it was the only game all season I've ever seen Matt Nagy be animated on the sideline. Never seen him be animated on the sideline 
frustrated with that call. Like, why now? It was just the most seven games. Still had a shot. Right. I'm like, wow. You waited until week 15? And, uh, no, I'm a laid-back person, but you're going to see me fired up. And, and T, T okay. see me fired up just pick-up games of basketball. I, I mean, I know we got an extra week added to the season, but that don't mean you wait till week 15 to get, you know, to get a rest shit. You should have been doing that when we played the Steelers. Because, well, you know, damn, be, they robbed us. He's going to be watching from the same spot we watching next season. That's why he won't make it look good. <laughs> oh, now, I, you know, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. It, you know, everybody has a breaking point. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe that's just not his style, but maybe he just, last night, he just, he had enough. I can't imagine, you know, we get caught up into the characters and, and you know, the, um, the, you know, we don't know any of these people. Right, and so no. he's a football coach, but I don't know him personally. We don't know him personally, so you know he, he might he's probably a deep, like a decent guy, like a, a nice guy. He just he's not good at his job, but that doesn't make him a bad person, you know. So you know, can you imagine, you know, being there's only 32 NFL head coaching jobs in the world. He's got one of them, and he is getting ripped apart in the press as bad as any head coach this year other than maybe Urban Meyer. I mean, it was John mm-hmm. Gruden, but that, that kind of died. Um, Urban Meyer is getting beat up pretty good, but he kind of deserves it. Had no idea how much mm-hmm. garbage, but, but Lord have mercy. Um, mm-hmm. the tight, being all stupid. Um, but Matt Nagy has been beat up pretty good. And I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it, but my point is, can you imagine, you know, how that must feel? You go home to your family, you go – you know, you got a night, an off night, you, you're hanging out with your friends, you go to the local stop to get a cocktail, whatever, ESPN's on, and they're sitting up there saying, you know, Matt, we're on Matt Nagy watch because he could get fired any time. You know, I, I can't even imagine because we don't live at that level. Well, maybe Train does, but, bro, you know, I'm just there. <laughs> I'm, bro, I'm no, his I'm no kids, at his kids, at, at one of his kids' sports events or, or high school sports or school sports events, they were yelling, fire Nagy. Oh, I think I heard it. <laughs> like, it happened. And he addressed, yeah. and they asked him about it. They asked him about it in the media. And he just he just answered it as, as best as you can answer it. Uh, the family understands what we signed up for. Which is true. Because, I mean, yeah, it, just, no, it comes right. with the territory. I you know, it, you're you know good. good. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's part of it. You know, you're getting paid an obscene amount of money. So, yeah. But I got to tell you, I'm not a fan of any of that bullshit. I don't care who it is. I just think that's too much. Dude's there with his family watching his kid play, whatever. And, you know, I I mean, but that just shows people can be assholes. I don't, I don't, I don't dig that. I don't dig that. But it's ha- it happened at three separate sports events that I know of. It even happened at a at a uh, uh, University of Illinois Illini. It happened at one of their basketball games. Uh, it's yeah. it's been all over the city. It's been all yeah. over you, Chicago and Illinois. 
expectation that comes with it too. So when you come in and they expect you to be the the whole quarterback whisperer and quarterback guru and offensive genius and all that stuff, if you don't live up to the hype or even close to it, that's where things start to unravel. Even if y'all weren't performing as well as, as expected and y'all performing at, at the rate that you're performing now, but your offense looks good, it wouldn't be as bad as what you're getting now. It just You get stabbed with a double-edged sword when your record sucks and what you've been brought in for, you're not even anywhere remotely close to it. So, yeah, I don't, I, don't a, I laugh at yeah, the, the, the taunting and whatnot. It's, it's okay. It's just funny, but I like it. No, and and not that it not 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 I'm not not saying that this makes up for it, but you know those of those those fans and myself who have continued to watch Matt Nagy in the media, oh, it's been very frustrating. You can't get a straight answer on anything. I mean nothing. Absolutely nothing. You say one thing and then you see a different thing on the field, and it's just like. That that's and that's been his whole time as as the head coach. Now, I, yeah, I, you guys, you guys are saying these things like I think he's a good coach. I do not. <laughs> I do not think he's a good coach. I'm fairly convinced he will be fired at the end of the season. Okay, and and he deserves to lose his job. He has not done his job, and he deserves to go. And and that will be the penalty for you know underperforming as a head coach in the NFL. You can be fired at any time. Now, the Bears apparently have never fired a coach in season, and it doesn't appear to be that they're going to do, start to do that this year. But he, he has earned the right to be fired, whether it's today or whether it's in three weeks. I think where I draw the line is the personal stuff, you know, the, 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 you know, the ridicule because he's not doing his job properly and he's bad at his job. And I, and I understand passionate fans, right? I get it. But – He's a man. He's a person. And, you know, ridicule him in front of his family and all that. I just, I, I don't, I don't, I don't care who it is. I don't care if it was the Eagles and Lord knows the Eagles hate the Cowboys. Okay. You know, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't, if it was the Eagles coach going through that, I wouldn't be okay with it. I just don't, I think this is, this is the part of sports I hate is fans that take it too far. You know, they just, they go over the line. I was at a, um, holiday party last week. Um and Jay, you Jay, you remember Rippy, right? Of course. Okay. So Rippy was at the same party. Rippy's a big Eagles fan. Okay. Yeah, oh yeah, um, I know. Oh yeah. Right. So so we were talking, you know, and I hadn't seen him in a while. I mean I have him on I have him on social media and stuff, and we were talking and um, you know, he he was actually he said he said, hey, man, he said, listen, me to you, Michael Parsons is that dude. Trayvon Diggs is that dude. You know, he's like, yo, y'all got some dogs, man. He said, now, if I ever call into your show, don't ever ask me because I'm not going to admit it. <laughs> he said, but just me to you here, you know, you got some dogs. I said, yeah, man, for real, you know. So we're talking. And so I don't remember what I said, but I said something pro-Dallas, you know. And he just looked at me and he goes, Cowboy fans. And I'm like, all people for you to say that to. Why would you say that to me? I am not the typical fan. Like, like I give credit where credit is due. I'm not a hater when other teams play well. You know, hey, I don't like your team because we're rivals. I'm not supposed to. 
But you know what? When y'all do well, I'll be like, damn, y'all got us. You know? I, t- I text people that are fans, you know, teams that beat us, and I'll text, hey, good game. Chuck, one of my best friends ever, is a Raiders fan. Beat us in overtime on Thanksgiving Day. What did I say? Good game, bro. I didn't say, damn, what's up with the refs caller? I didn't bitch. I didn't whine. I didn't moan. We lost. No matter why. It's an L. I texted him, good game, bro. Because that's what a good fan should do. And I got a little annoyed. I'm like, dude, don't put me in that category. Right? Because there are good fans and there are bad fans. And I think on this show, we try to help people understand how to be a good fan. You don't got to love the other team, but there should be a level of respect because we're all football fans. You know, and it's healthy to argue and disagree when it comes to sports. It's all good. I love it. But when it gets personal and when fans want to attack, you know, when Michael Irvin was down on the ground in Philly with a neck injury and the fans were cheering, like, that's too much. That kind of stuff is just over the board. That's, that's how I feel about it. Now, say, like I said, we already know Matt Nagy is gone. So there's really nothing to talk about there. The only thing to really talk about is who are they going to get a job to? Who's next? You know, that's really it. Who, who's next? You know, like Goldberg used to say, who's next? Okay. Um, yeah, I don't think disagrees with what you're saying. Um, I just it was just comical hearing Train say it like that. That's what made me laugh. Uh, but I don't think anybody disagrees when it when it when it crosses a certain threshold, it's a bit much. Um, point where I was going is that it just makes it worse when you're you're called in to do a job, uh, let alone lead the team to a, a winning record, and you can't even do the, the minimum of what you've been called in for. That as as a fan of the sport, fan of that team, it just makes it worse. Hey, Train, let me ask you, as a Bears fan, does that make it worse? Um, I'm going to be honest with you, T, yeah, it does. Okay. It's, it really does. You um, And we're talking about the history of what Chicago is, really. It's like it's, when he was brought on, it really was advertised as like, finally, we're going to see some offense in Chicago because the first thing Pace did when they hired him on was keep Vic Fangio as D.C. They did not want to lose Vic Fangio. They was like, you can be head coach, but this is your defense coordinator because he he can do his job. We just need you to handle the other side of the ball. It's so, yeah, yeah, honestly, it, so, it does. Let me, let, me, let me ask you this, though. Yeah. Your Bears do not have a history of having offensive juggernauts. Your history is defense. So when a coach comes in advertised as the solution and then it doesn't happen, I'm, I'm trying to understand why does that – you're lost, right? You, you, like, as a football fan, I mean, I kind of it, – it, it, you know, I, I guess for me it doesn't matter why. You didn't get it done. You know, whether you were came in to be a defensive specialist, an offensive specialist, a quarterback guru, uh, you know, whatever it was, you didn't get done. I, this is just me. I personally mm-hmm. wouldn't care why. It's not going to hurt me any more or less. You didn't get the job done. Goodbye. Let's go get us a new coach. So I, I, that, that's where I'm missing the, the, the why it would matter more. Y'all lost. <laughs> like, the loss still hurts no matter how you got there. 
the losses still suck because we don't like to lose. So I'm, I just, I'm just, and I'm not saying I'm just, I'm just trying to understand because I guess I'm because I'm wired a little bit differently. It's just you, when you when you're a fan, you're constantly being fed the same stuff every season, and you see them go pull in the pieces, and you see them go to free agency, you see them go to go to drafts, you see them go get some people that are proven, some people you know got to be you know they got to be coached up, and your 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 product is the same every single season, and then you 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 have a guy who doesn't want to give up the play calling, doesn't want to change anything what he's doing, but yet we're not seeing a different result on the field. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's <laughs> – What do you think Lovey Smith would do with this team? Oh, gosh. Um, I mean, he was fired after once again. Once again, let me let me be honest. I think I think Lovey Smith was a true leader of men. I do believe that. Yeah. Uh defensive defensive wise, uh, yeah, team would be same or even better. Uh but offensively, uh he could never find the right guy. He couldn't he could he couldn't figure out that side of the ball either. It wasn't his little house. He, he he went through three coordinators. And to how eventually many, they fired him. How many coaches sorry, have you had since Lovey? Lovey, Tressman, Fox, three, including that. Okay. Y'all haven't had a winning record since Lovey. And none of no, we have figured out either. No, 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 no. We, so, yeah, we we have 12, uh, 12 and four, first year under Maggie's first year. Tressman. Tressman actually did have uh, win a he had one winning season as well. Y'all was twelve and four since Lovey left. Yeah, Nagy's first year was twelve and four. He got coach of the year and um and uh, Pace got GM of the year. Oh, yeah, we got okay. we, we right. talked about that year. We 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 went to it's let, when let me remember. It, it's bro, you have to because. <laughs> yeah. That's the that's same that. year. That's the same year we were. So we needed to. We needed to beat the Eagles so you guys could get your re, could, could get could get your game against the Saints, and we would be up against the Rams the same way we were during the season. Because during the season, uh, you guys played the Saints. Everybody was counting you guys out, and y'all went in there and and laid the wood on them. Short uh, was a low scoring game, but. Hello, here's Dallas. We did the same thing to uh to the Rams that same year. And the Bears didn't they didn't have the bye. We played the Eagles. Had we beat the Eagles, you guys would not have played the Rams. You would have played the Saints and we would have played the Rams. And we both would have been playing teams, yeah, twelve and we went twelve and four. Yeah. 2018. That was, um, yeah. Two thousand eighteen went twelve and four, then eight and eight two years. Mm-hmm. Um, then y'all have um, John Fox too in there. Isn't this, isn't Maggie on uh, coach number four? Uh, Na- so it was. It's been Tressman Fox, uh, then Nagy. Yeah. So Fox was okay. Pace's first first coach. Fox did not have one single winning season. 
Let me let me let me just finish my original thought. So hold on a second. First of all, no, I don't yeah. remember any of that because that was three years ago. So I, I I'm the, I can't keep track of all that. I, it sounds familiar now that you're saying it, but nah, bro, I, I don't re, I don't retain shit that long. I have to go back and relive it. Like, oh yeah, I remember that shit. So after you said it, yeah, I remember it, but now no. So season was 2012, right? That sound right? Yeah, now? I don't remember his. I don't remember his final yeah, yeah. his final season, but yeah. So my original point, okay, so I'm one season off because you had that one good season under Nagy, and Lovey had one, two, three, four, five seasons of over 500, and then another season where y'all was 500. So my 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 point is. Lovey was was fired, and y'all have had one winning season since he was fired. So maybe he wasn't as bad as they thought. And maybe the answer, maybe the answer isn't to go out and find a quarterback whisperer. I'm just historically saying your team has never been an offensive juggernaut. It's not who the Bears have ever been. As long as I've watched them, there's just not been their history, right? You you don't have MVP quarterbacks and Hall of Fame quarterbacks and it's not who you guys are. Now, it'd be great to get that and have that and want that. I get it. But you guys have had, you know, some success without that. And you actually won a Super Bowl with a guy who, I don't know, I don't think Jim McMahon was all that special of a quarterback. You know, you had an all-world running back. You had a hell of a fucking defense. I mean, fucking incredible defense. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm just looking at your history and saying, oh, man, yeah. Maybe, maybe that doesn't mean it doesn't it doesn't mean you stay you stay with what your history says. Yes, as Bears fans, we would like to always have our keep our defense intact, but uh this day this day and age football that won't that that won't make you a consistent consistent winner, a consistent competitor. The off the offense needs to do what it needs to do. I don't care if it's a running offense, it's gotta do something. When you can't do either Man, you don't have an offense. When you rank dead last in every category, you don't have an offense. That's what we experienced on the Navy. Last. So why do you get another guy? Why get another guy to do the same thing he couldn't do? That's what I'm asking. You just failed. What do you, what do you mean go get another go get another guy? Why are you, you are you off- Oh, are you assuming that the next coach they go they're gonna go get an offensive guy? I'm not assuming anything. I have no idea what the Bears are going to do. I, I'm saying what what was coming out of this discussion was the desire. Jay said, well, you know, must be frustrating to bring in a quarterback who, I mean, a coach who, you know, was supposed to be a quarterback whisperer, blah, blah, blah. And I'm saying, well, the last level of success you guys had and historically what has worked for your franchise is a focus on defense. The focus on offense has just not worked. That's reality. Now, right, there's no – it's like investing. Past performance doesn't guarantee future results. Got it. But we know what hasn't worked, so then, you know, what does the Bears do moving forward? Do So do you go and get an offensive specialist and hope that he can whip the offense in shape? Do you go get a defensive specialist and, and try to repeat what some success had in the past? Or is there a hybrid that you can find? Someone that can come in Man, and I don't. I, I don't think you go get a. Yeah, I don't think you go get an offensive, defensive, or a special team specialist. 
How do you go get a head coach, man? Look, well, you think you, train, you go get a guy that knows how to coach a team? But, Train, you're going to get someone who was most recently X, Y, or Z. So that's what they're yeah. going to be known for. And they're going to be offered the job because of what they just did. So you can't ignore – you can't say, well, let's just go get a head coach. You're going to get someone who, you know, if, if it's Eric well, yes, Enemy, yes. He he's an offensive coordinator who has done an excellent job. And so – He's getting an opportunity because of what he did as an offensive coordinator. So, hey, that's I mean, great and all. I'm, I'm not – But you're, you're asking what your focus should be. Should they go get an offensive guy, go get a defensive guy? I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't care from that perspective. But I do care that we get a coach that knows how to lead this team. We just had a guy that didn't know how to lead this team. You need a good head coach. I, I, I listen. I'm not arguing with you about Nagy. I'm actually saying this is why I'm questioning what would be the what would be the philosophy moving forward. You brought in a guy, and correct me if I'm wrong, but what I'm hearing from both you and JB is he was brought in because of his offensive acumen and his understanding of quarterbacks. Yes, other that, than that was season, absolutely his. That was the, that was one of the top reasons for hiring Nagy. That was absolutely the case for him okay. in particular. And he failed miserably, and he has failed miserably. So now you go out and you're looking for a new head coach. What are you gonna go get? You're gonna get another off and be the reality of it is you can't just say I just want to get a guy that's gonna be a good head coach. That's not how this works. It's gonna be a guy who has proven himself in one of the three areas. Belichick became a head coach because he was defensive. Genius. Harbaugh became a head coach because he was a special team genius. You know, so it's going to be a guy who has proven himself in one of the three areas, and now he's got a chance to take over the whole team. So are you guys, in, in your mind, do you go get an offensive person like an Eric Enemy? Do you go get a, uh, I don't even know who the good defensive coordinator is, maybe uh, the guy over in uh, the Saints, what's his name, he used to coach, I think I, coach I, the Giants. I guess what I'm, what I'm struggling with your question is, uh, he's not coming in to be the offensive or defensive coordinator. He's coming in to be the head coach. So yes, those guys did, you know, got their they get their shot for coaching a side of the ball, whether it be offensive, defensive, special teams. But when they get hired on, they're hired on as head coach. So when you're interviewing right. him, you're interviewing him to right. be the head coach. Your questions are head coach right. questions. So. I'm struggling to Don't you understand how to that. answer that. Yeah, but what? But okay, why but are you quick, asking the question I, the way I know you're answering the whole team train? What I am saying to you is, but you hired them because of their acumen in a certain area, so you absolutely expect them to excel in that area, just like Matt Nagy. So or, or they don't. Or they don't. Or they don't do that area at all. They have. They they hire coordinators of their own that handle it and they focus on head and they focus on being a head coach like Tomlin. Tomlin doesn't I doesn't either do offensive or defensive. Nagy, he just you just said to me. You just said it, just I know said, what I just Nagy said, but it's not about what I it's not about what we hired too. Nagy for. You're asking me what is the next guy what we what will we do next? Right? Yes. Your question is what will we do next? So, but you're ignoring the fact that 
of course the team is going to hire someone to be the head coach. I'm not an idiot. I know that. But That's the reason that you're selecting the guy, the reason that you're even interviewing him, is because of the area that he excelled in. So you're looking at that area and saying, well, Eric Bieniemy, offensive genius, offensive guru, we know that that's the area that he should excel in. Yes, he's going to hire a coordinator and a quarterback coach and a defense coordinator, but that area that's been his specialty, just like Matt Nagy, just like Jason Garrett, just like Bill Belichick, you expect – what do people always say about Bill Belichick? Defensive genius. He's going to go into the game and take away the thing you do the best because he's a defensive genius. That's what he does. So I'm saying is, as a Bears super fan, I know you want someone that's going to coach the entire team, duh. But if you had your preference, especially since Nagy failed, you look at three areas that someone's going to come in and have demonstrated an exceptional knowledge of, of, of achievement in. Which would you prefer? Do you want to bring in another I, I offensive guy? I, I, I honestly don't have one. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I don't. I, I, I really don't, bro. I, I just – I'm not looking at, oh, this guy was good in offense. We should go get this guy so our offense could do – oh, this guy's good in defense. We should go get this guy so our defense stay solid and then hopefully he picks. No, nah, I, I don't have a preference. <laughs> I just okay. don't. I, I, but I want who we get to end up being a good head coach, no matter – regardless of what the specialty they, they have. Regardless of the specialty, okay. I, mean, I want a good head coach. Okay. I, I, I understand what you're saying. I think your lack of grasping what I'm saying about why they're going to get the job and how that's going to re- translate into expectations. I, that's not – I'm not – there is no lack of – that's the situation we have to understand here. There's no lack of grasping that. that it, it, really, it really isn't. It, it really isn't. I understand exactly what you're saying. I really do. I just do not so have that's a preference. Why, that's why – that's why if I'm a Bears fan, which I'm not, but I'm a football fan, I think you need an offensive guy to come in. I think, I, yes, he's going to coach the entire team. Yes, he's got to go out and get, you know, the right defensive coordinator and the right coaching staff. Got it. But, you know, I think Nagy failed. You got a rookie quarterback who has a lot of upside. I think you need the right, you know, Belichick had, what's his name? Um, name escapes me. Offense coordinator. Um, Justin Gaines. Was he his first guy? He's been Hello. there Hello? for most of the time. Been there. Oh, okay. And Was he, he the a lot of credit yeah. for? You know what went on with Tom Brady, and you know Parcells had Sean Payton, and. You know, did Peyton do pretty good the first couple year with Romo? Did pretty good. How'd he do with Drew Brees? So, you know, when I look around the league and I look at success, coordinator, head coach, and I look at your team, I'm, I myself, and you know your team better than me, I, I, I'll give you that, but I myself would think that the right guy, like Nagy wasn't it, but, but that was the right, that was the right model, someone that, can come in. We, we talk about on this show, quarterback, head coach, quarterback, head coach. So you want to finally have your next franchise quarterback, 
I don't know that a Lovey Smith type coach, as much as Lovey was good at what he did and definitely a leader of men, but can he lead a team? Can he lead a staff that's going to develop Justin Fields? I, I don't know. But I know Sean Payton can. You know, I, I know the quarterbacks that have, uh, the, the head coaches that have done it, and they're all offensive minded. You know, and even in, in, in New England, it wasn't Belichick as much as it was his offensive coordinator. That guy, you know, that's him and Tom Brady were attached to him. I can't remember his name, but y'all know what I'm talking about. So that was my point. I, I hope you guys, you know, find that solution. Or you might be sitting here a year from now saying, gee, remember that talk we had a year ago? Yeah, we didn't bring in the right coach again. Shit, that would be obvious. <laughs> Once they start playing, I just I I, I gotta say, man, I don't I don't I I really don't don't have a preference. You know, Tressman Tressman was an offensive guy. Uh, we had an offensive explosion his first year. That was that was actually the he actually had a winning season his first year. Uh, did not make the playoffs. He's like nine and seven or something like that. Um, but the seasons after that. Psh- was god awful, and our defense was even worse. Nagy come in, uh, no offensive explosion. Actually, Tresman's offense was way better than what Nagy ever put on the field. Uh, uh, however, he was held up by Vic Fangio, and Nagy could never get it right. So we've had two offensive guys back to back since Lucky. Oh, yeah, and John Fox right. is in there. He was he was sprinkled in there, and I, with John Fox, yeah. I thought it was a going to be a veteran guy. And I would I did say I will say we did have Adam Gase as the OC. As a OC, I appreciated Adam Gase. The offense actually looked better than anything Nagy has put on the field. However, uh, did not transpire to winning team. Yeah, and Adam Gase is an example of someone you don't want as a head coach. Um, no, he, <laughs> he, 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 no, he went to head coaching and then went all all the shit. <laughs> exactly. And so every offensive or defensive coordinator, special team, you know, doesn't translate into um, what am I watching? No, no. Oh God, I got the wrong game. There's some bullshit watching the damn replay of the damn Packers Ravens game. Cause I had NFL next. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah, the Rams game is on now. Yeah. Um, there we go. Yeah, I got red. All right, so that was good. That was good. Okay. That was probably more I've talked about Chicago than I'll ever talk about them again. So, hope you enjoyed that. <laughs> um, Appreciate the entertainment. Um, yeah, it was entertaining. All right. Um, what else do we got before we get on out of here? Because it's game time now that we all want we want to watch games. Anything else you guys want to touch on? I just ask a question, man, uh, and this is just – I think this affects all of our teams. It affects the entire league, all our teams. And I don't know that things are in place, but, man, do, do y'all have wind of how they handle refs when it comes – what happens in, when after refs comes the game and they were reviewing this stuff because they'll come back out and they will support. Like, yeah, they made the right call. This is why they made the call. This is letter. But when you're watching the football game, it is a head scratcher to everybody. But what do they do to these refs afterwards? 
Because I know if I fuck up on my job, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what I know. And then, Jay, if you have anything to add or adjust. So in off season, refs are graded, and they're graded individually and they're graded as a crew. And every year, the top crews get to stay together. Um, the, 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 the lesser crews get broken up and recruited, and then the ones at the very bottom either have no job or they get retrained. So, you know, because there's always people that are in referee school that are trying to get into the league and become refs. So they do rotate refs. But there, there is an active system of grading what they do for accuracy. And a lot of it, they do some of it during the season, but a lot of it is done in the off season. And so you'll notice, okay. like, playoffs, the best crews are sent to the playoffs. Like, the, the crews with the highest grades for accuracy are, are sent to the playoffs. So that's what I know. Jay, I don't know if you know anything different than that. Yeah, that's that's what I know of, too. So you said what I was going to say. Those okay. crews that are sent to the playoffs, that but a part of that is some in-season grading, I, I would assume. Like, you're – yeah, you're you're kind of watching them for the that, level, right? But it's not the same level as what they'll do after the season. But there is some okay. level of grading during the season. That's why you know the, the NFL will come out and they'll say, "Hey, we reviewed that, and um, the ref messed up. That was a bad call." But the coaches get a report, like either I think it's Tuesday, they get a report on what was missed or hey, we reviewed it, and, hey, the ref actually got that one right. We know you challenged it, or you, we know you had an issue with it, but um, it actually was a good call. They all of those reports, and then they decide. Generally, they try to keep the crews together, and the highest-rated crews go to the playoffs. There are times they make minor adjustments, and they'll substitute people in and out. So so they try. I do. I, I, I agree with you, though, and I don't know if you said it, but if you didn't, I'll say it. There's a lot of work they still need to do <laughs> at this stage in the season. Man, seeing some of this, some of these fuck ups early in the season when people try to find their way. But you've got reviews, you've got video, you've got so many resources now, and you still fucking up. Yeah, nah, bro. Mm-mm. Nah. I mean, yeah. Uh, you you see more refs talking about uh, or the NFL come back and say, no, they messed up, or next week they messed up. You know you ain't going to see that ref in the playoffs, so you can forget about that. I do know I, I do know NFL teams can send in film of what they feel are missed calls. I, I know I've, I've, I've heard of that. It's just that sometimes I feel like when I've seen them, like, you know, uh, stick up for a call and just like, man, do y'all really believe that dude made the right call? Like, or y'all just want to lie to the public. Like, I'm, I'm just like, let's watch this replay again. Do y'all really believe that was the right call? So, Well, you know, I heard uh, before the Cowboys played the Raiders that whatever coach, head coach, whatever coach, you know, not head coach, but whatever internal system that they had to kind of review what um, – was that a turnover? They're like, yep, you can't hit his foot. Back. It hit his foot, so wow. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. so apparently the Doink. Cowboys knew that the team, the, the, the refs that they had sent to do the Raiders game, called those games very tight. They were a tight knit. They, 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 you know, they called a lot of penalties, and the Cowboys, and they were warned. 
So I guess whatever day before, like, McCarthy in the meeting said, hey, look, they throw a lot of flags. Be prepared. And they threw 28 flags, which I think was the most in any game this season so far. 28 Good flags. Yeah. yeah, 28 flags. Four DPIs against Anthony Brown, who up to that point had not had four all year had actually been grading out as a pretty good corner. Actually, I believe, graded out higher than Diggs, coverage-wise, even though Diggs got those picks. But Diggs gives up a lot of yards. Brown doesn't. Now, I don't know since then because, you know, whatever. But so, yeah, there, there's a lot of analysis that goes in, but I think there's, there's still a lot of room for improvement. I mean, at this point, the, the refs should not be the story after a game. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? JB, anything? Oh, no, uh, I, I believe the one last thing that I think was missing on the text is the the uh, Harbaugh. Harbaugh. Harbaugh wants to win. <laughs> Two-point conversion call versus oh, yeah. time the game, going to overtime, you know. Huh? Is any, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to play Dr. Does anybody think that that was a good call? Actually, uh, I, I'll, I'll be real with you. I'm not against it. Um, um, my thought is just simply as it's a part, it's a, it's a part of the game. Yes, you can, you can play it safe. You can take it. You can take the one. You can go into overtime, and you can – Still hope you 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 win the game. You, it gives you more time to to plan and play, or you know you you, you take your shot there. Um, I'm not against uh, him making or any coach in particular making those calls, but you damn sure got to live with the decision <laughs> once it's once it's said and done. And if it works, man, awesome. But if it doesn't, whew. Yeah, I mean, I admire his courage, but I think it was stupid. Um, you got a backup quarterback who played his heart out and looked good doing it. No one went into that game giving the Ravens a chance to beat the Packers without Lamar Jackson. And you battle back. You're down 14 in the fourth quarter, and you battle back and have a chance to tie it to go in overtime. I think the coach's job is to give them their best chance to win. And for him to sit there and say – I think there was a higher chance of converting the two points versus going in overtime. Sorry. There's not analytics in the world that would agree with that. If that was his choice, then I agree with you. Then, okay. And that's when I say you took your balls, you put them on the table, and you gave somebody the hammer. Unfortunately, they got crushed. <laughs> but don't come out and say that that was the best chance to win. It was not. The best chance to win was to kick the point and take your chances in overtime, not to go to for a – low percentage two-point conversion. That was not your best chance to win. So I, I didn't appreciate that lie, but I can appreciate his guts. I appreciate his heart, like, you know. But if I'm on that team, man, I don't know, man. I'm like, bruh, you know, battle back, kick, you know. I mean, you kick the extra point, and now you got a 50-50 chance of getting the ball first. Like, you know, I, I, I'm not. So, Jay, what do you think? Remind me again, how much time was on the clock when they went for the two-point conversion? 40, 40, 42 seconds. Yeah, damn. With, was, uh, 
Green Bay, I believe, still had one or two timeouts remaining. If there was about half of that amount of time left, I would have gone with a two-point myself. I wouldn't have called that play. Um, I would have probably fake a rollout to the right, bootleg to the left with the, the right guard pulling and, and try and turn it into an option play. But um, depending upon how the line was stacked, uh, I, first and foremost, I don't like the play call. Did not like it at all. As soon as they, they hiked it, I did not like it. Um, secondly, with 42 seconds left, I mean, T and I have already seen what uh, Aaron Rodgers can do with with 42 seconds. We've been a victim of that many times. That's just too much time. Plus, you have probably the best field goal kicker in history, most accurate one anyway, Um we know the extra points aren't the same as what they used to be. They're not guarantees anymore. But with him kicking, that's pretty much a lock. Um, so I probably myself, if, if I was a coach, I would have gone for the point just because of how much time is left. If it was less than that, if we're talking twin, I would have gone for two and just called a different play. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's many ways to skin the cat. And, again, Harbaugh is an excellent coach, okay, and certainly, you know, who am I to question, you know, um, you know, Super Bowl-winning head coach um, and, uh, you know, a guy who, you know, go back to our earlier conversation, right, he's a special teams guy, right? So, you know, if there's anybody who should know, okay, this is a special teams play, right, do we go and kick the extra point or do we go for it? He's the head coach. He train said it. I want someone to coach the whole team. His specialty is special teams, but he's he's responsible for everything. So he's the right guy to make that call. I I I I I just feel like if you have Lamar Jackson, then maybe even though Lamar didn't get, didn't convert against Pittsburgh, I think it was Pittsburgh um, a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. similar play. Mm-hmm. And he, and and I one thing I'll say, I completely agree with you, Jay, on the play call. I mean, you look at it. I don't know where he was throwing it because Andrews was covered. That ball was not going to get caught. Andrews was covered. He was covered in front. He was covered in back. Andrews had, had 10 catches, it, 100 and something yards. If he was going to get that play to Andrews, it needed to be to the pylon, just outside the pylon. Where he threw it, dude had no shot. It was, it was, it was behind him with a, with a defender able to get a finger on it. It needed to be well in front of him on the outside of that pylon. I think he didn't put, he didn't put it, it there. I think with his legs, I mean, he looked he looked running like Lamar. To be honest with you, I mean, <laughs> he did. You know, he did. Yeah. I, you know, five wide receivers. I think Jay, you might have already said this. Five wide receivers, spread it out, take two steps back, look at what you got. You might be able to bolt right up the middle. If not, that's you what got I thought. Five guys I thought yeah, I agree with you. I thought that's what they were going to do because he had just did it to score to score previously. So I I right. thought they were going to give him the whole field to work with, but they cut it in half. Let his let his legs do the, the get the win for you because everybody knew where he was going. Andrews is really the only logical um, receiver that he has to go to, the most sure-handed mm-hmm. one out there, and he was double teamed. It's not triple teamed. So if you already know this is the person that you're going to go to, they know it. What's the second thing that's been working all day? Your legs. You done racked up enough yards scrambling with your legs. Why not let the let it be a decoy bootleg to to Andrew since everybody knows that's where it's going or think they know that's where it's going. Reverse field and go back the other way. 
I mean, or or like yeah. y'all said, spread it out, do something, but yeah. don't let it I mean, be the same that, feeling them because they've already defensed that. Right. Like if you're gonna take a risk like that, come up with a better play. And Andrews would be a great decoy. I mean, clearly, if you watch the play, he had a lot of potential. Okay. And Trey, I don't know. Mm-hmm. He if, they look, if the ball had been thrown towards the pylon, he's a great tight end. So maybe I don't know. But he had a lot of attention. So that means you got three, four other guys that are one on one. You know, or let the let the do you know a rollout play where he might be able to find a hole and dart. I mean, there's so many better plays than that bullshit. You know, you go to the guy that's been hurting them all game. I, I'm sure. Um, you know, whatever. Um, what's his name? Um, can't remember that head coach name, but whatever he said, they probably said, hey, don't let Andrews make this play. <laughs> whatever happens, you know they're going to him. They're hurting us all day. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, the floor was going to have that. Oh, yeah, it was just bad. Like, oh, yeah. Man, I was sitting there like, man, the Ravens get this win, and the Packers go to 10-4, and four, and uh-oh. Uh-oh. You know what I'm saying? Got all four division <laughs> leaders at 10 four. Look out. And then someone said, well, the Packers have a better whatever, something. And so they they would they right now have the tiebreaker over Dallas. And I'm like, well, there's still three games left. So, But, you know, we're all 10-4. and four. Uh-oh. But, you know. And then, we're, and then we're all, no, 42 seconds, one, two timeouts, whatever. You know, the Rodgers has <laughs> brought them down to the goal. Very likely he done that. Yeah. yeah. That dude is. <laughs> I got to say this, though. You know, the last couple of years, it's been um, Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, right? Or it's been, look at Tom Brady, 47 years old, wins another Super Bowl, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, right? And Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, whether you like him as a person or not, that motherfucker this year said, hold my beer. Y'all must have forgot. Roy Jones Jr., y'all must have forgot. I don't care what they say. He's the MVP right now. Not Jonathan Taylor. Great running back. But sorry, not Jonathan Taylor. Not Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers is your MVP right now. Now, that could change three games to go, but right now, that's your MVP. That dude is insane. Hate it. I know you hate it even worse, Train. Gotta love football, man. Even if it kills you. <laughs> Figure to me. Figure to me. <laughs> All right. Hour and a half, a little longer than we planned, but hey, good conversation. Good stuff. Um, so let's let's do final thoughts. JB, you're up. Final thoughts, and I just thought about this as a topic that we could have discussed, which is even though COVID has changed the scheduling, it's nice to have games on Monday night doubleheader, Tuesday night doubleheader. Um, maybe we can talk about that next week to see if that's something that we would like to see ongoing. But enjoy the games coming up. Um, got a couple of good ones going on right now. I know I'm going to watch one of them. And um, I'm just I'm curious to see what's going to happen with the AFC North. That is such a jumbled-up division. It's going to be fun watching that one. Uh, too bad uh, case talk not here to talk about it, but oh well, maybe another time. But enjoy the games and um, can't wait till next week to chop it up with y'all. Yeah, and you know we got Christmas night football, Christmas Day of yep. course. I mean, um, I mean uh, uh, Christmas night football. So we've got football Sunday, 
I mean, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. So it's like, I mean, you think about it, we had Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Like, as a football fan, as, I can't imagine how these players are dealing with it. <laughs> but as a fan, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Keep it coming. Um, all right. Got <laughs> the train. Final thoughts. Oh, man. Um, yeah. Yeah, a lot of football going on. Um, well, three more games left uh, for the season. Seafield and 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 my Bears play. Uh, we'll say um, a couple of things I did like. Washington didn't get a chance to mention earlier was uh, we had a we had a guy uh, come up from our practice squad that we drafted that hadn't hadn't played uh, in a regular season game. Um, Thomas um, Thomas Graham Jr. Dude play lights play play lights out uh, as a rookie uh, coming in his first game. Loved it. He was. He was he was the one one of the bright spots on defense at the in the cornerback position. Um so looking forward to see him start for the rest of the season just so I can see what he does. And uh Devin Jenkins, hey, way to kick ass for your quarterback, man. Don't you let no one touch fields like that. Ever. But next time, just don't get a penalty for doing it. Okay. Just <laughs> you know, stick up for your boy, but don't don't get don't get your hand caught in the cooking jar. But I like it. Uh, it's going to establish a relationship from this from from this year forward. They were they they are part of the same draft class, first and second pick taken by Chicago quarterback and his left tackle. So, uh, hope it turns into a great relationship. Uh, outside of that. Uh, holidays is coming up. Everyone, um, enjoy your families, but stay safe. Seriously, stay safe. Uh, we are hosting Christmas in a fully vaccinated environment, so looking forward to spending time with uh, my in-laws and uh, my wife's people, and my mom is here as well. So we are all vaccinated, and shoot, I think most of us are boosted too. So, uh I tell everybody, if you've been vaccinated, great. You can get boosted. Go get boosted. Stop playing. This is not a game out here. People are dying, well, just so y'all know. Well said. Well said. Um, yeah, uh, on the on the defending your, your quarterback, you know, we had a situation a year ago where uh, Andy Dalton got nailed by the Washington football team, and um, – they just stood around. Andy Dalton had got a concussion, was out for the rest of the game, and they just stood around. Yeah, it was nasty hit, dirty, and all of that. And this year, um, the Cats even came close to rolling up on Dak's leg, and Zeke shoved the dude, and Tyron, um, I'm sorry, Lyle Collins came over, um, who, Lyle, in real life, these guys are all tight anyway. Like, these aren't just teammates. These are like friends. But Lyle Collins is considered kind of the enforcer on the offensive line. He came over and he said he wasn't throwing punches, but it kind of looked like he was swinging a little bit. I ain't going to lie. I can't. I can't. Uh, but my point is I'm with Train. Uh-oh. Yeah. Washington is trying to play this game, bro. Washington is saying, look, <laughs> y'all are just out because we quarterback. Yo, we don't play. That's why the NFC East, you just don't know. Anyway, um, and I'm just – Echoing what Train said, man, after what – and Lyle Collins even interviewed said that a year ago he was – because he was injured. He was out for the year. And um, 
He said, a year ago, I was sitting home watching the game against this very team and saw what they did to our quarterback, and I just sit there and shook my head. And he said, yeah, I came in kind of prepared, you know, and that's not going to happen. And I'm with you, Train, like, hey, you know, I don't like the penalty. Fortunately, we still won. Um, you, you, you and Zeke are $10,000 lighter in the, in the wallet, but I think Dak was going to pay the fine and Dak making $75 million this year. But all these guys can afford it. But I love the, no, nah, this ain't happening. This ain't happening. I, I love that. I love that sending the message. I love, you know, don't, don't dance on my logo. Don't take cheap shots. You know, I, I love that, and I love when teams fight like that and fight for each other. I absolutely love it. So I am a, I am a thousand percent with you on that, Doctor Train. Um, but other than that, really, Train, I, I, I have nothing to add. Um, holidays <laughs> this weekend. If you celebrate, what happened? No, I just laughed because it was like it may sound like I took everything you was thinking about saying. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, uh, but, don't meet on that bone. Uh, don't, 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 don't fuck around. I mean, everybody. I just what's her name on uh, NBA? The the black lady. Um, fuck is her name? Can't remember her name. But she got oh. COVID. Yeah. Oh wow. Talk about light skin, light skin chick, red bone. She came. She was on the oh. day. I think I know you talking about. Yeah. I said, I want to see if they got it. I'm like, she said, I don't, she said, I don't have it, but I was very close to someone who tested positive, so we're playing it safe. I'm like, was well, Stephen A. banging that? Because he had it, and y'all both were my yeah. No, not Molly. Not Molly. No, not Molly. She does the NBA, NBA Today or NBA, what do they call that? She, 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 play, she played what basketball, right? She, she played for the they, WBA, I, right? Yeah, she likes skin. I think she did. Yeah, I think. I mean, yeah, I, I, she like. If I, right, I think I know what you're talking about, man. Well, Sage yeah. Hill? No, not Sage. Nah, but she liked same complexion as, as Sage, but it wasn't Sage. Um, not gonna make me have to try to Google this shit now, cause you know, cause we can't not know, you know, ESPN. COVID. Let me see if it pops up. Stephen A. Smith, okay, we got that. Anybody else reveal Stephen A. Smith? ESPN COVID. Um, no, I'm not finding it. Uh, what is, oh, that's not it either. She's a little thin in the face. Oh God! Yeah, girl. Um, right then. Candace Parker? I think I have... No, not Candace. It wasn't no, Candace. No. She's, still, she's still playing. Nope. Oh, she's still playing. Shit. Oh, yep. I don't follow. Don't be mad at me, y'all. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. I think I might have it. I think this interview here that I just but you know they got a. Oh, there she is. Now, what's her name? I'm looking at her now. Marissa Coleman. 
um, Malika Andrews. I'm just throwing names out now because I can't, I can't get to where y'all are. Um, I'll send y'all this picture of her see if you recognize her. They, 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 they literally had the interview on today, and she started off saying, you know, I just want everybody to know I have COVID, but I'm safe. Allison Feaster, Stacy Lovelace. NBA. Let us have COVID. Let's see. Let's see here. Oh, her. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, she is new. Okay, she was. She's not the one I was thinking, of, but I do reckon. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, uh, she's always. Yeah, old, I, I can't remember her name because I yeah, don't watch the yeah, games no. much. I watch the football stuff, so. But I always see her on when I'm catching up on NBA stuff. She's always on. Mm-hmm. So, so now y'all know who it is. Sorry, I don't have a name. Anybody out there listening? <laughs> but she, <laughs> she said, and like I said, she's not saying she has COVID. But she said, "Hey, you know, we're playing. We're playing it safe. Um, so she's quarantined. So, I, you know, so my main point was just backing up uh, um, Dr. Train on the whole. You know, everybody. I just got boosted myself last Friday. Um, it really just made me tired. That was really it. I didn't have any other um, symptoms. And um, I mean, look, everybody's got to do what they think is right." Um, Everybody, everybody has to do. Uh, everybody has beliefs and stuff. I get it, but man, this thing's killing everybody, man. I mean, you know, so man, I just, I don't know. I just, I just would like to see everybody get vaccinated, stay safe. Yeah. That's all. I think but, it's Malika Andrews, uh, T. I think I know. No, no, I was. Yeah, you were right, uh, uh, Jay. Yeah, I think that's Malika Andrews. Yeah, I'm looking yeah. at. I just. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I just saw it on YouTube, yeah. Okay. There you go. Wow. I'm saying, if he's been hitting that, though, that's that's nice nice for him. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I'm like, she's like, I was like, oh, it's funny. Look at that. I'm like, Stephen, doing a tip. They're going to listen to this show. They're going to be like, what the hell? (laughs) Dude, that's Bruh. Well, they got they got you know Molly and Jalen are, are divorcing, and then rumors what? started circulating. Yeah, they're divorcing, and then rumors yep. started circulating that Stephen A. and Molly are dating. Yep, and it's rumors. What? Yeah, it's been a year yep. now. Yep. So you have it. What does that look um, like on ESPN with Jay? With get up following first, <laughs> first take following get up. Oh God, that's got to be weird. Gonna be first sprint. Well, Jalen, I haven't seen Jalen on in a while. Mm, cause he, he hasn't been on. He hasn't been on first oh, wow, take. Okay. Nope. I thought he appeared on Get Up every once in a while. And then he had another show with a guy. Yeah, with he does. Jalen Jacoby. Yeah. Yeah. Jalen. Yeah. 
All right, Dan. All right. Anyway, so listen, everybody have a great uh, holiday. Those of you who do celebrate Christmas or whatever you're celebrating, Christmas is this weekend. Everybody have a great holiday. Um, good to chop it up with the guys again. Um, uh, we are tentatively, you know, scheduled to come back next Tuesday night. We'll see what happens between now and then with the football games being moved around. Next week is a holiday. Um I mean, next week, I'm off all week. It's holiday week. A lot of people will be off. So we'll see. You know, I'm off. If you get, you know, if everybody's off, maybe we'll do, you know, maybe we'll do something different. You know, I like changing it up. So we'll we'll talk about it and see. But in the meantime, enjoy the games. You get football almost every day. If your team is still in it, good luck. If your team is out of it, well, there's always next year. But guess what? Your feud was settled on the field. That was good. Woo! All right, everybody have a very, 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 oh, wait a minute. You know, if I didn't do this, it wouldn't be the Madden voice. I have to to let this last call come through um, just before we say goodbye. I'm sorry, guys. This is a very important call, so hang tight here. We got a very important person here. We'd like to take a moment to thank you and your family for the warmth and friendship that you've shown ours, for sharing your hospitality and your stories. In this holiday season, we're reminded that the things that unite us as a people are more powerful and enduring than anything that sets us apart. And we all have a stake in each other, in something larger than ourselves. So from our family to yours, I'm Barack Obama, and I approve this message. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Awesome. I don't think I'm here without playing. I know his kids are grown now and all of that, but I miss Barack Obama. Man, oh, man, I miss him. <laughs> Every time I play this clip, I think back to him being president, man. Then we had to follow him up with that moron. So, anywho, um, so there you go. We got our Barack Christmas out of the way. So, hey, uh, Merry Christmas. Everybody, we'll talk to you next week. Um, all feuds settled on the field. Good night, everybody. Thank you.